0: Columbia, you listen KCOU eighty eight point one FM. Have a groovy time. Okay. Hey, this is KCOU 88.1 FM. Are you trying to release the the hottest hottest project of this year? Possibly next? Come down to our studios in the student center. And we can mix, master, record, edit, engineer your whole project. Your whole Artistic experience wrapped into one visit. Please come down and visit us. If any of this interests you, please email sessions at kcou.fm. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Box to Box on KCOU 88.1 FM. I know I was gone last week. I'm sure the airwaves missed, you know, another week of soccer talk. I apologize. um, You know, but we're back now and better than ever. And I'm also bringing back an old segment to start the show. Um, When I did this show over the summer, uh, I I talked a little bit about another sport that, of course, was the NBA and my favorite team, the Milwaukee Bucks, because they were in... The middle of a, a postseason battle while we were doing the box to box episodes over the summer, so I'm bringing back the Bucks hype segment back. Um, it's you know I'm just allowing myself to be a complete Bucks homer for five minutes before I start the show. Um, they're playing the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow in the first game of the NBA season. It's at 6:30. I'm very excited. It's their ring ceremony night, um, and it should be very fun. Apparently, teams are notorious for losing games. After they've like won a championship and are having some sort of, you know, celebration for it, but, um, no, the Bucks aren't losing. They're gonna beat the Nets by 50 points. James Harden is gonna cry watching Giannis get his ring, and it's gonna be very beautiful. So, you know, next week I'll, I'll, you know, give a recap of how they have like three games before the next box-to-box Box episode. So I'm sure I'll, I'll either be very excited or very angry if they're playing bad. But that being said, go Bucks. You know, bringing that segment back, it's always fun. And yeah, with that, you know, I won't stray away from soccer anymore and a little bit hype for this episode. We've got a special guest joining us um, for the duration of the episode. We're going to talk actually this week, uh, our first segment, instead of doing winners and losers in the Premier League, we're going to talk a little bit about the Women's Super League. I wanted to do this last week, um, but I wasn't able to do my show. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about it this week. And then we're going to do some UCL predictions because, of course, that is back this week as well after a long international break. Uh, and then we have a special third segment. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal it yet. It'll be a bit of a surprise. Um, but joining me for all of that, um, she is a host of a podcast called Different States of Mind on Spotify. She's been making her her rounds on the KCOU airwaves, um, many appearances on a bunch of shows. It's my good friend Katie Athey. What's up, Katie?
1: Hello. Welcome,
0: welcome to the box.
1: Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Second time on Box Box.
0: Yeah, yeah. You and uh, our other friend Kara came on over the summer. Yes. Um wants to do some Euros predictions. Good job on that, by the way. Yeah. I think we did was like the semifinal in the final. We were yeah. all rooting for Denmark.
1: I did really bad. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I got all of my predictions wrong. But this this time it's different. <laughs> this time it's different. <laughs>
0: yes. Of course we are. We will get to UCL predictions in our, our second segment. But um, you know, I guess to start things off, what is uh your, I guess, soccer experience or knowledge, you know. To give an overview, I guess.
1: Yes. Okay. So I did play soccer. A uh, big. So I started playing soccer when I was in elementary school. Played up until high school. Very much a huge played it through high school, not until high school, right? Um, but so soccer's always been super fun for me to play. Um, always enjoyed kicking the ball around on the pitch. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I never really got into the premier league i was always pretty in like i liked uh the women's national team like u.s yeah and then when i was in middle school i went to a lot of um women's i don't even know what the league is called the title of the league
0: oh um in the u.s yes yes um i went to yes
1: i went to a lot of washington spirit games um and saw a lot of really cool players because i'd go to games that like Against Alex Morgan's team, Abby Wambach, like things like that. Oh, so,
0: all the legends! Yeah, all the US WNT legends. And you met, was it Alex? T- Morgan. Yeah, Alex Morgan. Yes. How how did that how did that come about? I know you told that story oh, last time, but
1: I mean, it was it was really cool because what you could do is like you could go by the. I mean, probably like other. Uh, I don't go to that many professional sporting events. Right. Um. Probably not like football. I don't know. I don't know if it's like this at other soccer games, but there's like gates and things and we we could walk up and see the teams walking like, like from the from bus the, yeah. or whatever. Exactly. And so we I went and cuz I was a massive Alex Morgan fan. And I went and I was like standing by the gate and like watching her walk and then after the game I was at the railing of the stadium yeah, like by the field and she was just going up to people like giving um autographs and pictures but i thought it was really funny because my friend that i was with at the time she was like let me take your guys picture but it was really squished yeah and so it was very much a selfie picture was needed but my friend was like let me take your picture so (laughs) i look like i'm like squished up like like kind of like Trying Public to turn the... my head around to, like, smile for the camera. It's a terrible photograph <laughs> of me and Alex Morgan. But I made it my lock screen for everything. I was, like – and then she signed one of my shirts. So nice. that was really cool.
0: That is really cool. I was jealous when I first heard that story because I've never been able to meet, like, a celebrity or even, like, an athlete or anything. So that's cool that you have to do that. I guess I did – I did meet Candace Parker once. But oh, I yeah. forget – or I tried – you know, I felt bad because I stepped on her foot. But, <laughs> try to block out that memory. Yeah, tried to try to forget about that. But it clearly didn't matter for her because she just won the WNBA championship yeah. last night. So that's awesome. I mean, you know, that's but that's really cool. And then yeah, I think it's, you know, when you talk about you were more into kind of the international side of the women's game, I think that is interesting. You know, I think it's a little bit of a like to like compare it to the men's game. It's kind of like club isn't it doesn't seem as promoted as like international tournaments and games, especially, I think, here with mm-hmm. the women's national team being so yeah. good, um, you know, leagues, domestic leagues and, and you know, leagues like the Women's Super League, which we'll talk about, haven't, you know, seen as much promotion. They're also relatively new. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I was doing my research for the Women's Super League, it was founded in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a league that's changed kind of its structure a lot. Um, and now they've settled, it seems like, uh, into a schedule that, you know, runs similarly to the men's Premier League. So it runs from September to May. It's like, I guess it's called like a winter league, even though, you know, it's like the fall and the spring too. But um, yeah, so for for the Women's Super League, it has 12 teams. The team that finishes 12th um, gets relegated to the league below. Um, You know, in the men's Premier League, the bottom three get relegated um, out of 20 teams. And then the top three teams in the Women's Super League uh, qualify for the Champions League. Which is the same format as the men's competition, um, and yeah, Chelsea, I believe, won the league last season. Um, and so far, there's been five. There's been five match days, five games played for each team. Um, with Arsenal right now emerging as the the favorite, um, they've won all five of their games. And you know, despite it being like a relatively new league, I think you know you talked about the National Women's Soccer League. I think that attracts a lot of um, You know American talent just because you can kind of stay at home. It's easier to promote to an American audience. Mm -hmm. You know U.S. You know women's national team players. Um, But I mean, you've I have to ask. You've never have you ever watched like a WSL game or like knew that much about the league in the past?
1: Um, No. Not really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, mean,
0: me neither. I think it's just because it's like been it's such a new thing. Yeah. Um, But it's attracted a lot of superstar talent. I mean. Um, I know Sam Mewis, who's one of the best U.S. women's national team players. Just uh, she's gone now, but she played for Manchester City um, in the National Women's Soccer League. Um, there are players like Lucy Bronze, um, who's one of England's best players, and yeah, I think it seems like it's a league on the rise. I think it's just yeah. something that like needs more promotion. But um, yeah, so I've I added it. I have like an app that I use to like where I follow all my soccer leagues. And I added it to like some of my favorite, mm-hmm. like my favorite leagues or whatever. And so I'm going to, I want to follow along and see, you know, as it grows and like follow the format and stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess just to, you know, dive into what's going on in the current season a little bit more. So like I said, there's been five match, there's been five match days, five games played um, with, like I said, Arsenal right now in first place. Um, shouting out their, their best player is a woman by the name of Vivian Medima, who. Um, has five goals in five games. She's been wow. ridiculous for Arsenal. Um, she's only twenty-four years old too, which, like the fact that I I know she was good last year too. Um, I think she was their top scorer last year, and is like basically leading that team, and still has the prime of her career to go. I think is is impressive. But, yeah. But.
1: Did, had, does she have any um national like has she played?
0: I don't know off the top of my head what how many national team appearances she has yeah. made. She's not she's not American. Um yeah. but she is from the Netherlands. She has. Okay. She okay. has scored 72 goals in 81 games oh, for wow. the Netherlands.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: So I think the the definition of her game is she likes to score goals. Yeah.
1: She's <laughs> I, an absolute baller. <laughs> yeah, and a ball
0: baller. She's balled out. I mean, you know, with her leading that line seeming like for years to come if she doesn't transfer anywhere mm-hmm. else. I know you know, one of the most popular destinations for, um, really good women's soccer players are Barcelona and Lyon, which are in France and Spain, yes. respectively. Um, and, you know, it's, it's seeming like if the WSL wants to kind of catch up to those other European powerhouses, they have to keep talent like Arsenal keeping Medima there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the other team I'll shout out for a little bit is Chelsea. Chelsea are in second right now, and they also just have a lot of talent, um, their, one of their forwards, Sam Kerr. Uh, she also has five goals so far in the se- this season, leading the league. Um, I also watched a video of her scoring a goal. She knows how to do a lot of backflips. She scored a goal and like did like two backflips. That's like a celebration. celebration. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I I. I think as a coach, I would like my heart would drop to my stomach oh, every time I saw imagine that. Imagine if if you're she messes that up
1: herself. That also that'd be a little embarrassing. <laughs> it would
0: be. It would be. I don't think you'd be able to pull a backflip off no. again if you if you didn't, you know, if you messed it up once. But you know, clearly she's got that confidence both in front of goal and with her celebrations. Um, last season she scored 21 goals, which was one off the most uh, in one season in league history. Which was actually that record is held by. Medima of arsenal so oh. this current medema it, are just it's
1: gonna be like a little bit of a competition a battle
0: yeah a golden a golden boot race which is always fun you know to watch in any league just just two players going back and forth
1: and they sorry i didn't mean to no go for it um but so it seems i wonder almost if chelsea because it if it keeps up that they're like in the top two spots yeah um because their first their first and only loss was against Arsenal, right. which was also the first game of the season. So, like, if they see each other again, yeah, I wonder.
0: I believe I'm – I know just because there's only 12 teams, they probably uh, they, play they each they other probably, yeah. multiple times. Yeah, I know sure. on the men's side, everyone plays each other twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I assume, you know, in the, in the women's side, it's probably two or three times. So, they should see each other again. So, that's a matchup to highlight Arsenal-Chelsea yeah. 2, I guess. Um but yeah that's a good point I think like you know that the first game of the season you get that edge right away mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you're three points ahead and Arsenal you know they're not they don't look like they're gonna lose anytime soon Yeah. Um, but yeah those are those are kind of the top two teams right now in in the women's Super League and obviously it's the top three that qualify for the Champions League so regardless of if you know Chelsea can catch up to Arsenal and win the league they'll obviously want to do that they'll still get that that Champions League spot Um and you know, we talked about that, like, second matchup. I kind of am surprised Chelsea didn't win that first game considering the attacking talent they had. So, like, looking at some of their other names um, from Chelsea, they have uh, Pernil Harder, who is a uh, Danish forward, already has three goals this season and four appearances for Chelsea. And then Fran Kirby is another one. Um, you know, I read her story a little bit. She had, uh, like, a heart condition last season wow. and missed nine months of the year and then has already come back um, she has three goals and five assists already going this off, season. Go off, Fran. Yeah, Fran's going that's off. That's awesome. Um, so how, I, do you ahead.
1: know uh, like how long she's been playing? Um,
0: I can I can check. That's uh, that's bad sorry. research on I my keep, part. It's I okay. I keep throwing questions. No, your put way that. I don't know why. Put me on the spot. It's sorry. okay. Sorry. It's what the viewers need to know. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. Um, she has been playing. It looks like for Chelsea since 2017. So she obviously missed that spell of time in 2019-20. She only made four appearances, and then I think was out with that condition. Gotcha. Um, and so she's bounced back.
1: Open for good things. for fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, clearly she hasn't, she hasn't missed a step and, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully she could like get that sorted out and it didn't have to affect, you know, force her to retire or anything like that. Um, like we mentioned, Lucy bronze, she plays for man city, man city are clearly missing Sam Mewis a little bit. Um, Sam Mewis transferred back to an NWSL club. I believe it's the North Carolina courage. And, This season, Man City right now sit ninth in the league. They only have four points, um, one win, one draw, three losses. Um, Lucy Bronze has not made an appearance yet this season. So I feel like they're going to have to – they need to start using her because they need to – got to figure it out right now. I don't believe she's hurt. There's no, like, injury listed or anything. I think – she, I know, you know, she obviously plays a lot for England. I think she made a lot of appearances this summer, so she might still be like resting. kind of resting, getting yeah, ready okay. for you know because the season just started. But
1: yeah, there's so there's also five games in. Yeah, there's so much time. It's early.
0: It's early. I definitely think Man City will not be in ninth for very long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you know just to to go over a couple other U.S. Women's National Team players. I know Tobin Heath plays for Arsenal. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, I mean she she played for <laughs> Manchester United before that a little bit. Um, she's one of my favorite players to watch for the national team. She like her footwork and stuff on the wing is just ridiculous. Um, I know she's, she's 33 now, so she's getting, she's getting older. She might like, you know, not be at the pace as much anymore, but someone to come off the bench just adds depth to arsenal. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're already in first. They have Tobin Heath too, who doesn't even need to play and they're still in first. So, yeah, I mean, that speaks to their depth of talent. And then someone I actually didn't know too much about. Her name is Daniel Carter. She plays for uh, Brighton and Hove Albion's women's team. Um, They're in fifth right now, but she's made a couple of appearances. And I think, um, you know, she's 28, but, you know, clearly she's already scored two goals for Brighton. So kind of getting involved there, she could maybe be someone that makes an appearance for the national team in the future.
1: I wonder. No, I'm not going to ask because I feel like it's another like question. No, go for I'm, it. Did she play um, like for another
0: For another country? Um, she, yeah. It looks like she did. She played for England for a while and then has kind of switched her allegiance, so to okay. speak, to, to play for the U.S. So someone that they can you know rely on going forward. If she's scoring goals for Brighton, you know, even at 28, that's hard to break into a, a team like the U.S at that age, mm-hmm. but you never know. I think you could, she could be someone you could see making some appearances for the national team in the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to go back to what you were saying earlier with, you know, with the U.S. Women's National Team and with kind of the popularity that mm-hmm. international soccer has, has gained on the women's side, you know, over club. Would you, I mean, what would you say, I guess, you know, do you think that, like, more American talent should try and go, you know, maybe abroad to try and, you know, get American fans to watch, you know, divisions like the Women's mm-hmm. Super League, like the Women's Champions League? Do you think that's might be what it takes I for? Think,
1: I honestly think yes, because I think just simply, like, comparing it to, like, men's, mm-hmm. um, I feel like the Premier League has more popularity and gains a lot more traction than, like, the men's um the mls, MLS. Yeah. yeah um but i mean that's just also me not the most
0: researched, just from what i can have, have yeah have seen. seen i mean i can you know i've never been an mls fan yeah and i love soccer so i can attest to that yeah
1: so i feel like when and i feel like f- um soccer is such a international powerhouse of a sport and it is hard in america with like American football Right Because that takes Such precedent I feel like So I feel like If If These American Soccer players Start going Over Overseas To like The Super League It could gain Get The league More traction From right. Fans of Players like Alex Morgan Who are playing And then I'm, I'm stumbling over my words. No, thought. it's okay. But I'm I trying to say, like, if there's a lot of popularity for the women's national team. A lot of people like watching them play. Right. But I don't know how many people are watching um, the...
0: The Super League.
1: Yes, exactly. So if we have more of these women from this national team go over, it could be bringing better games and, like, seeing them, like, face off overseas and... I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the Premier League just has so much traction men in the men's side that it could really pick up traction if we had more women's u.s women's team players playing in the
0: super league yeah i totally agree i think you know it's it's one of those things that you see you know and when i worked at like a soccer store i saw a lot of people buying like you know women's national team jerseys. I didn't see them buying those players' jerseys for the clubs they play yeah. for. Because um, I agree. I mean, the U.S. women's national team is so much fun to watch. I remember, like, my family and I watched almost every World Cup game in the last World Cup that they played in. Um, but, yeah, I think, like you, you talked about with the competing markets, too, I think that's something that's really important to highlight. It's going to be so hard for the NWSL and even the MLS and the men's side mm-hmm. to, you know, they're they're fighting for support with the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, yeah. all these leagues. Whereas, like, if you take it to England, I feel like it's it's kind of a different market. And you can, you know... 100%. It feels more separate, even though it's it's still a sport that's competing for your viewership. But I agree. I think women's national team players making the jump over to the Super League um, could be really, really beneficial. I think it's... For the Super League itself, they seem to be, like, they were finding their footing a lot. Yeah,
1: um, I found an article that was talking about how... Um, they've seen, like, a huge increase in viewers, Yeah, which is, like...
0: Yeah, I think it's, you know, the fact that their structure seemed to change so much. Like, mm-hmm. there was a while, there was two divisions, there was a while it was, like, played a different time of year. Like, once you find that consistency where everyone who wants to tune in knows when the league is going to be, knows what the structure is, know who the teams, you know, are going to be competing in, mm-hmm. like, in it every year, um, I think that'll kind of help, like, when they, you know, it'll help kind of, like level it out like Mm -hmm. make a consistent league every year and then you know it starts growing from there um yeah so i think it's good sorry no go ahead it
1: is the same structure as the premier league because Mm -hmm. i feel like because 2011 not that long ago right of 2010 2011 when the super league was formed so having people having audience members kind of know that it's going to be similar to what they're used to with the Premier League like they've been watching this and it's oh, it's basically the same the exact same thing. thing just women yeah. so it's easy to tune in and follow and like that. Yeah,
0: you can you can you follow the same structure. You don't have to get used to you you know watching a different form of league or a different, you know, yeah. type of competition. I totally agree. Um yeah, uh do you have any other I guess thoughts on the state of women's soccer in general? I know it's very I mean, broad or just
1: I just I I love women's soccer. I think that women do a really great job with playing calm and I prefer sometimes watching women's soccer. I feel like I see a lot of, of great footwork and it's just a little bit calmer. If yeah. That makes sense. Not, no, I agree. I like, know what like, you it's th- just, I know what you it's mean. not as and I know I, I hate bringing up like flopping and things <laughs> like that, but like the men's men's leagues have become just so it's like a joke. People know that it's going to be flopping, yeah. but I feel like when I watch women's soccer, it's not, it's it's more about the game and more about playing soccer and like no <laughs> like totally not, instead a, of just like flopping it's more and... it's more technique oriented exactly it's, that's the word technique yes. yeah it's not <laughs> as like
0: it doesn't re- like it doesn't call on like as much you know you just kick the ball and try and yeah. shove someone off and run like yeah. you know they're they're playing with a lot more tactical awareness they make really you know like nice passes and like i I know what you mean it's it relies more on on technique it is it is very fun to watch and yeah hopefully you know the super league can keep growing keep becoming popular i'll definitely you know start shouting it out as i as i follow it more as the year goes on so yeah um with that we will kick it to a quick break but when we come back we're going to do some champions league predictions very exciting Mm -hmm. stuff hyped that that competition is back you don't want to miss it you're listening to box to box on kcou 88.1 fm Look at me, busy as a bee Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, meth, mm-meth I don't sleep and I don't eat But I've got the cleanest house on the street Oh, meth, mm-meth Get these hairs all out of my face Get these bugs all out of my place One more hit, no time to waste Oh, meth, oh mm, meth Over the past year and a half, you may have spent more time with the youth in your life, but have you really been connecting? October is Let's Talk Month, so take this opportunity to connect with the young people in your life using Connect With Me, a free resource from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Head to health.mo.gov connect or follow us on social media for conversation starter cards, resources, and weekly activities. This message brought to you by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services.
1: Hello, we're Los Lobos for RAD. It's okay to rock and roll and party. Just let someone else do the driving. Remember,
0: designate.
1: A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back, everybody. We are back with box to box here on KCOU 88.1 FM, and uh, I'm joined once again uh, by DSOM co-host Katie Athey, and Katie, you host this this podcast with uh with your friend Kara. Is that I correct? Do. Yes. And um, shout out. Yes. And as we get into this segment, of course, this is UCL predictions. I've had I've had a couple guests do this now. Um, you know, it's becoming a, a pretty familiar segment for. The Champions League on the men's side is coming back this week. Um, obviously, there was an international break, so there was no club games. Um, but yeah, the Champions League ba- is back. And, you know, we're kind of doing a little bit of a DSOM um, competition for some UCL predictions. Kara sent me her predictions. I'm not going to tell you who she picked, but we're going to go through all of the games and see how many you can get right. We had... Um, One of my other co-hosts of another show, Kenny Van Doren, who correctly called um, FC Sheriff's win over uh, Real Madrid a couple weeks ago, which was very impressive. He made me look like a fool. There's been people who have come on this show that could probably take my job, considering um, they've been far more accurate with these predictions than I have. Um, But have you found a favorite club on the men's side of the Champions League? Oh, yes, I have. (laughs) And who, who might that club be?
1: I am a big Young Boys fan. Of
0: course. Um BSC Young Boys out of Switzerland, they are one of the the darlings of the Champions League this season. They obviously beat Manchester United at home in their first game. Um and yeah, they have not been they have of course not been doing too bad. Um
1: I I just think it's so funny that um the day that they played the first, like the against Man U. Yeah. Uh, you were like, yeah, this like team. I'm kind of rooting for them, and I was like, oh, they're going all the way, all, all the in, way. all in on Young Boys. And you're like, they won. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: I I remember that was one of the the shots I called where I was like, man, United's going to beat them five nothing, and yeah. then Young Boys beat them. So you know,
1: I'm glad you were wrong for that one. Yeah, shout a, out Young I, Boys. I was
0: too. Like me picking against Young Boys and FC Sheriff. I'm glad I'm wrong every time because <laughs> I want them to win, but I yeah. you know, I I clearly just need to keep betting against them. It's kind of like I know on the American football side, you're a big Washington football team fan, but you pick against them. is that every is side. that correct? And but it-
1: I also kind of do it well. It's because I have this tactic of if they win and I picked against them, I'm like, okay, at least I'm happy that I they see. won. Yeah, but, but if then they lose. if they lose, at least I got my pick. Right.
0: There you go. It's a so. win-win scenario.
1: Yeah.
0: For you, they didn't. They had a tough game yesterday against oh, Kansas City. It looked
1: good, and then I left. So honestly, your bad luck when you watch <laughs> respectfully yeah, other
0: people's other people's sporting <laughs> when, teams.
1: Um, but then I left yesterday, and I just kept checking the score on my phone, and it was just getting worse and worse. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I should have stayed.
0: Yeah, I I'm amazed my my bad luck on the end. NFL side hasn't translated to Liverpool yet but fingers crossed it doesn't um anyway yeah I guess we'll without further ado we'll dive into these predictions so um we're going to start out in group a which is an action tomorrow the first game is Club Rouge a Belgian side against Manchester City from England who do you have in that one
1: pretty basic but I'm gonna go Man City gonna go Man
0: City yeah yeah I think that's a I think that's a fair call Man City are very talented Club Brugge have not had a bad run so far in the Champions League but I think City will be too much for him. I agree there. Next game in that group is PSG versus RB Leipzig from Germany.
1: I'm going to go PSG. PSG.
0: <laughs> the the Messi. Yes. Have you have you been seeing any of the Messi on PSG highlights?
1: Um I've seen a couple of like ESPN highlights, but
0: Yeah, he got his first goal um, yeah. against City in their last game. Yeah. Which was obviously pretty cool to see. Okay, next group, Group B. This is uh this first game is Atletico Madrid Versus Liverpool, who of course are my favorite <laughs> club. Who are you gonna pick in that game?
1: Should I pick? Um, should I use my Washington tactic here? You should. Or will you be upset?
0: Uh, you should just pick who you think will win. I'm not. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay objective.
1: I'm picking Atletico
0: Madrid. Okay, all right, Atletico Madrid. You know, with
1: the purest intentions. <laughs> it's of... okay.
0: It's okay. I think you know Liverpool have not lost in the Champions League yet. And they haven't lost in the Premier League yet. I don't really want to bet against them. But if I do, they'll lose. But I'm still going to pick. I think I'm still going to pick Liverpool. I got to yeah. go. I got to go with you, You've club. been picking them. I have right? been picking them. Then you're man. fine. Um, you don't have any bad any bad right Any yet. bad mojo. Yeah. I feel like it's building up, though, for a big collapse later. But we'll see. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next game is Portuguese club FC Porto against AC Milan from Italy. Who you got in that one? Hmm.
1: I'm going to go AC Milan.
0: AC Milan. Yeah, they've impressed me so far this season in Syria. I'm gonna, I would agree with that one. Uh, next up is Turkish side Besiktas against another Portuguese club, Sporting Club de Portugal, who uh, was the home of Ronaldo when he was a a youngster.
1: Hmm. Mm, I'm gonna go Sporting CP.
0: Sporting CP. Yeah, I agree. Besiktas. I don't watch any Turkish football. I'm gonna be honest with you, but <laughs> Besiktas don't look good in the Champions League. Oh. Um Next up is Ajax uh, out of the Netherlands against Borussia Dortmund.
1: I'm gonna go Ajax because my friend has a dog named Ajax. Okay, I, li- I like it. I like the I like
0: the the deep the deep cut there. Um, your friend, you said your friend, your cousin? My friend. Oh, sorry. I don't know what I I don't know what I heard. Your friend has a dog named Ajax. Yeah. Despite the the dog that you know the that connection. Dortmund have a guy by the name of Erling Holland who <laughs> scores a lot of goals, so I'm going to pick Dortmund in that game. I'm sorry, but...
1: you just said <laughs> Dortmund have a guy. Dortmund have a guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: They have they have a guy on their team. They have a
1: guy. Um,
0: okay, next up, this is a this is you know now turned into a very big game. Group D, Inter out of Italy going up against Group Leaders FC Sheriff. The Moldovan super team, undefeated in the Champions League so far, knocked off Shakhtar in their first game and then beat Real Madrid on the road. Are they going to get it done and go for 3 for 3 against Inter? Yes. They are. You're betting on FC Sheriff? I am. I I'm going to disagree because I want oh. FC Sheriff to win, so I'm going to pick Inter. I'm doing I'm doing your But your you tactic. weren't
1: doing that for the Liverpool thing, so I don't know what your ta- what your
0: Because okay, I don't know. I actually Yeah, you're right. That's kind of bad logic. <laughs> Let me think. Let me think of a way to reason reason my way out of this. Um, I don't know. I always I never have thought FC Sheriff were gonna win. Like I, I so actually you are
1: rude, you would like to see FC Sheriff yes, win. Okay.
0: Yes. I'm cheering for FC Sheriff, but I'm gonna pick Inter. Okay. You know, because on paper, Inter should beat them. I do think for the Liverpool game on paper, Liverpool should win against Atletico Madrid. But okay. that's what I'll go with FC Sheriff. Okay, and the next game is Real Madrid against Shakhtar, um, which are Ukrainian club. Um, who don't you got name. in that one? That's
1: a fun name, Shakhtar. Don't, Don, Don, I think Don, it's Dantesque. Don- Dontesk. Yeah. Um, but uh, mm, mm, I almost want to bet against Real
0: Madrid, but I don't know.
1: I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Shakhtar. Gonna go
0: Shakhtar. Oh, I will be. That would be so awesome if if that group can just turn into chaos and Shakhtar. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shakhtar go off and win, and FC Sheriff beat Inter. Um, Moving on to Group E, these are the Wednesday games. Uh, First one is Barcelona against Dynamo Kiev out of uh, Ukraine as well.
1: Dynamo, no. um, I'm going Barcelona.
0: (laughs) You're going to pick Barcelona? Yeah. You know what? I actually am going to pick Dynamo Kiev. Okay. I have not liked this Barcelona team ever since Messi left. I think they're in a a rebuilding phase. I've roasted them in excess on other shows, so I won't go off too much. Go
1: off. This is your show.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just think they have a lot of young players that aren't necessarily ready for Champions League competition yet. Gotcha. And they've been – they lost uh, in these – the two other teams in this group, Bayern Munich and Benfica, um, just trounced Barcelona. I think Dynamo Kiev are a lot worse than those teams, but I still think they could honestly pick up a win. Oh, you can also bet on a draw, by the way. I forgot – I oh, always I forget to tell true. people that. Yeah. If, you, if you think a game's going to be a draw – You know, from here on, you can you can pick that one. All of them are draws. draws. (laughs) Just a boring, boring (sighs) week in the Champions League. Draw, (laughs) draw. All right. Next up in that in that group group E is Benfica versus Bayern Munich out of Germany. Hmm. Benfica, another Portuguese club, by the way.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go for the Germans.
0: Gonna go with Bayern. Yes. Yeah, can't bet on my man Robert Lewandowski and Bayern. I definitely agree there. Um, Next up, wait. Okay, I'm going to come back to the last game last. But the first game in group F is Manchester United versus Atalanta. Who do you got in that one?
1: Um,
0: Man U. Going Man United. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think their their attackers are almost unstoppable. This game could end up being like an eight goal like Really? Both of these teams have very good attacks. Um, very weak And p- kind of weak defenses. <laughs> so, you know, and now, as I say, that it'll be a nil-nil draw. So, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> oh,
1: shoot. I forgot I was going to pick draws. But... <laughs> All
0: right. We're going to go to Group G. I'm going to come back to the last game in Group F because okay. it's the most important one. Yes. Um, <laughs> Group G is uh, RB Salzburg, who uh, play in Austria against VFL Wolfsburg from Germany.
1: Huh. Wolfsburg because wolf,
0: wolf sorry. <laughs> because wolves yeah fair enough um oh i wrote an article about a player on salzburg so i kind of feel bad not picking them but i am yeah also they're gonna, gonna
1: be personally offended yeah they're gonna, be, they're
0: gonna be mad he definitely read the article so yeah um even though i i don't know if he understands english because he's german but uh <laughs> i'm gonna go wolfsburg too actually i think i agree with that this group has been hard to call all all Champions League so far, um, but the other game in this one is uh, FC Lille versus Sevilla
1: I'm gonna go a draw here.
0: You're going with a draw <laughs> The first draw has been predicted a draw between Lille and Sevilla is, uh, That's is not that, a bad call <laughs> I don't know who's gonna win. like these both of these teams have been like equally as good in their mm. respective like domestic competitions I'm mm, I'm probably going to lean towards Sevilla, but they've been in a little bit of a worse run of form recently. But I don't know. I think a draw draw is not that game. Like of all the games you could have picked a draw, that might be the the Heck best yeah. one to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, draw between Lille and Sevilla. Going to Group H. First one is Chelsea against Malmo from Sweden.
1: Ooh, I'm gonna go Chelsea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm. Not I, gonna be that fun.
0: Malmo uh, Malmo over Chelsea would be a big upset in my opinion. Chelsea have been. Probably a top three. Maybe team it in may Europe happen right now. Though. You're
1: kind of tempting I'm, me I, to, to pick Malmo? No.
0: No. Gonna stick I, with Chelsea? I always
1: feel like I in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna pick an upset and it's gonna happen. And it, it never happens.
0: I mean, it's it's also tough in the Champions League, especially in the group stage. Like it really is kind of it turns into really anybody can beat anybody if they play better on the day. Um, but you've I think you've called a couple upsets here. I think uh Definitely sh- your Group D with Sheriff and Shakhtar both winning. I would yeah. consider both those upsets. But yeah. uh, last game in Group H is Zenit St. Petersburg from Russia against Juventus.
1: Mm. I don't know anything about either of these. Um, i never heard of either.
0: Juventus, they had Ronaldo for a little bit before Ronaldo went to Man United recently. Um, they're actually the most successful club in history from Italy. But All right, Juventus. Going Juventus. <laughs> I- I'm agreeing. Um Zenit are terrible. Zenit look awful. I genuinely think Zenit might be the worst performing team in the Champions League so far this year. I have not been very impressed. But we have to go back. I forgot a game. What game did you forget? Forgot a game out of uh, Group F, which is, of course, your team, BSC Young Boys. They're playing Villarreal, also known as the Yellow Submarine in Spain. Um, Young Boys right now sit second in the group. They have three points, uh, one win and one loss. Um, they lost to Atalanta, obviously beat Manchester United. Mm. Are they gonna get it done And I would consider a big game for them against Villarreal.
1: Heck yeah, Heck they yeah. Are. You gotta well, need what if I was just like no. 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 I <laughs>
0: well, thought you were gonna shoot,
1: shoot, should I say no? <laughs> if it's my team. Second guessing. Well, now I now I'm a bit now I'm if we're going off of that, that mojo that we said I did earlier, do I bet for my team or do I not?
0: I I'm I'm staying objective again. These are your predictions. I don't want to influence uh, too much. I
1: don't know. I I I gotta I gotta I gotta go for Young Boys. All right.
0: She's picking but BSC Young Boys. I'm.
1: <laughs> if I didn't, it wouldn't be anything. It's if I bet against them, it would only be because I love them so much. That's fair. I really want them to make like a remix of the YMCA. Um...
0: <laughs> no, I'm curious. Where's this going? <laughs>
1: Because it's like young man.
0: Oh yeah, and yeah. Sure. And I want sure. them to
1: make like a. Oh, young that could boys. be really funny.
0: That could that could totally. I could see that as like a crowd chant. Yeah. They, there's that's one of my favorite things about like soccer fans is the creative chants they come yeah. up with.
1: Oh, I should go and let them know.
0: Let yeah. I'll write a song. Shoot for them, them a DM on Twitter. Young or something. boys. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you write that, we will. You have to perform it live on air. Okay, that, 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 sounds you know, good. Just I just so coveted you know. someone okay.
1: tunes in at that moment, and they're just like, um.
0: <laughs> so Katie's predictions for the Champions League and now her new hit single is in the works. Exactly. Um, uh, just looking at how it compares to your your DSOM co-host, Kara, it looks like uh, Kara did pick Liverpool. That's the first one I see that's a little different. Um, she also picked uh, Young Boys, of course. She also picked FC Sheriff, um, but she did pick Real Madrid over Shakhtar. Um, she picked Dynamo Kiev over Barcelona as well, um, and then went with, it looks like she picked Salzburg over Wolfsburg, and then, uh, Sevilla instead of a draw in that game. So, you guys are pretty similar overall, but, um, you know, maybe those, those games will go one way or another. Whoever wins gets a shout out. Also, I forgot to plug, Kara does have a show on, right after this, actually, it's called The Gold Standard. Standard. Um, you've been on it. Um, she talks all things Olympics, so... Go uh, check that out.
1: I wish. Do you know what they're talking today?
0: I believe it's biathlon today. It is.
1: It definitely is. Yes.
0: Um. So that'll be interesting, no doubt. But yeah, how are you feeling about your predictions before we go to a quick? Oh,
1: break? all in. All in. I'm feeling. I'm feeling confident. <laughs> You're gonna get them all right. I think on your other show, um, that I was on a couple weeks ago, you we did NFL predictions. Yes, you right? did very and then yes. Do good? Yes, you okay. won. You so... um,
0: you had like twelve right. I was that was very solid. So
1: So hopefully I win because also that means young boys win.
0: That's true. That's um, all I if think. you get all of them wrong but young boys correct too, that's a wrong. that's a win in your book. Wrong. Um but yeah, uh I'm never confident in my predictions anymore. I'm wrong about literally everything. So um whatever I bet on, bet the other thing. I I think I'm going to start it it's going to get to a point where I'm going to start changing what the spreads are on games based on how I pick them. They're going to go a different way, so. Yeah. Um that's the that's the accept I've I've accepted that, you know. It is what it is. But um, we're going to kick it to another quick break before we bring in to one last segment that I will reveal when we come back. You are listening to Box to Box here on KCOU 88.1 FM.
1: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting
0: NationalGuard.com.
1: Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri
0: Broadcasters Association at this station. Saving energy saves you money. Whether you switch to ENERGY STAR light bulbs, install ENERGY STAR appliances, or add extra insulation... Learn more at energysavers.gov brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. I want my teenage
1: son to be thinking how to deal with life's stresses and natural changes. I want to know how to talk to him about things he'll experience as he builds relationships. I want him to know I'm there for him. I just not know how. Here is a resource that can get you started. Connect With Me activity cards have been developed to help begin the discussions. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources.
0: A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Welcome back, everybody, to Box to Box on KCOU 88.1 FM. Um, you know, I've I've kind of changed things up almost every week with this third segment that I like to do. Oh, we're also joined by Katie Athey again. Hello. How you doing, Katie? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd like to change things up a little bit with my third segment. I haven't I haven't stuck to a script, which you know what? It's my show. I do what I want. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into something a little bit of a special topic. It's not uh, every day that something related to soccer and pop culture has blown up as much as this television program has. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to talk about Ted Lasso. Yes! Um, Katie and I have both watched... uh, There's two seasons out right now. We've watched all of them, and right now, everybody listen to me right now. I'm putting out a spoiler alert right now. If you are watching the show, turn this segment off. If you
1: haven't... If you're not up to date...
0: Yeah.
1: We're gonna... We're talking... We're talking both seasons. Yeah,
0: so... You know, I know my dad is just finished season one. Dad, or he's going to finish season one, I think, this week. So, Dad, don't listen. Oh, he's
1: only on season one? He is.
0: Oh. So, Dad, turn it off. I know you want to support your son, but don't support me. <laughs> turn it off. Um, yes. Yeah, so there's a spoiler alert. So we're going to talk some Ted Lasso. Um. It's, of course, an amazing show for those who don't know. It's about a American football coach who then gets... Um, asked to go coach a club called AFC Richmond, which is not a real club if anyone is watching and thinks AFC (laughs) Richmond's real. It's not. Um, But they do play in a real stadium. They play in Selhurst Park, which is the home of Crystal Palace, um, a club in London who I've actually gone to see a game at. I've been to that stadium. One of the opening shots in the theme song is like a ticket queue that I have stood in.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I don't I st- think I ever realized
0: that. I stood in that line and then we found out that we bought our tickets from a dud website and we <laughs> had to buy new ones. Um, that was a whole process. My dad, if he's still listening, remembers that very vividly. <laughs> very there sorry was there were some problems. We got into the game, it was okay. Um, you know. But yeah, so Ted Lasso, I mean, what are your just I guess thoughts on the first two seasons? Oh
1: my gosh, this show. I remember last year, my parents told me that they like called me on the phone. They they were saying that they had just watched this really good feel good show, yeah, and that I needed to check it out. And I was respectfully to my parents, I was like, I'm not going to do that right now. But then <laughs> I went home for winter break last year, and my parents, I think, had already watched it twice, and or maybe just one time through. We zoomed through the first season. Yeah, it was so easy to watch. And then the that was I think for winter break. When I went home for spring break, I just watched the entire first season again yeah. <laughs> like it is such a good show and it's so funny i love jason Sudeikis. Yeah, i think he's i'm obviously you know like i'm a big snl comedy person like mm-hmm. so i've liked him for a while and then just him in this role he absolutely kills he killed it. it and just the writing is so witty so and the show itself is just it's so funny but even like they get into topics that are important to talk about yeah. and really uh it, it literally gives me chills yeah like, it's it does. such a it, good show it's, it's an
0: amazing <laughs> show i i have i watched so i watched it over the summer i like got apple tv like as the seven day subscription thing and watched all of the first season in probably two days as you should um so yeah i really love it too um jason Dakis, like you said very funny guy um and just great actor he does a super good job um and yeah i so yeah, he plays this the American coach that goes over to England to coach this club, um, and oh, I lost my train of thought for a second. And yeah, it's just he's like, also from
1: um, from Kansas,
0: yeah, which is you know close to where we are in Missouri. <laughs> so he's, he's kind of got that Midwestern what, what
1: like show, or what not? What show? What football team? It's not a real football team that they say. He,
0: well, he coached Wichita State, which is a I mean, it's a real school, but. I don't know if they have a football team. I don't think team. they do. If they do, it's not Division One. A, no. it's definitely like a lower level. But um, I just remember the video they have him like celebrating, yeah. and he's with which he's with Wichita State. Which shout out Wichita Wichita State. Um, but yeah, it's it's just such a good show. So I guess what's your what's been your favorite episode or maybe some favorite moments? Okay. Um,
1: so favorite episode, I'm gonna focus a little bit on season one first. Yeah. But. There's an episode where they have this. Well, first off, also like in the first season, the main conflict is that she, he was hired from this woman Rebecca who owns the team, right? Because her she just went through a divorce and she got the team through her divorce settlement, and it was really bad because her ex husband was a little bit of a
0: he, he's 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 not a, he's human. not a good guy.
1: And so the whole point is she hires this football coach that like doesn't know anything about um soccer or football <laughs> yeah. because um and so she's trying to sabotage
0: the team so that's yeah. the
1: main conflict of season one yeah would you say yeah
0: yeah oh i I was gonna just mention the show came to be because of a commercial yeah. originally too yeah. um which was for I believe NBC where they like had like a little skit mm-hmm. where he goes and coaches Tottenham but he doesn't know anything about soccer yeah. and it's funny. So I was just sorry that's a side note but that's kind of cool that like it's launched into this amazing um you know, piece that's won a bunch of Emmys, and it was based off a literal commercial.
1: a commercial, yeah. Uh, but
0: yes, anyway, you were saying um, season one. Yes, that's the main conflict between Rebecca and Ted mm-hmm. is she doesn't really want him to coach the team, but she kind of has like a fake belief in him, yeah, um, because she just wants to get back at her. Exactly, ex-husband. she wants to
1: watch because she knows that this team is like her husband's yeah. everything, her right. ex husband's. Um, so there's an episode where there's like a gala type event, and um, it's usually hosted by Rebecca and her ex-husband, but this is like her first year without her ex-husband. Yeah. And that episode I really enjoy. Um, there's really funny moments with when the people are on the red carpet and walking by. Yeah,
0: to get in the pictures. And,
1: yeah, and just Ted is being a coach there because there are his players that have a lot of conflicts, and he's sitting them down, and he's just like, all right, fellas. Hashing them out. Exactly. He says, put you all in a room, and we're making you guys talk, and it just... That episode just has a lot of funny moments, but also another episode I really like is the Diamond Dogs in season one. Oh yeah. And because that's like there's a formation of this group of people, it's like Ted, his assistant coach, Beard, um, Leslie Higgins. Is that his, that, yeah, Higgins, his full name? Yeah, his full
0: name is <laughs> Leslie Higgins, and he's um oh, the director of football, which yeah. is just like a overseer of club yeah. operations.
1: Um, and then Nathan. <laughs> um they all form like this diamond dog because they're all like guys giving each other advice, but it's just sure. really funny. Yeah.
0: It's it's witty. It's goofy. It's goofy. I agree. Um yeah, I mean I love I love the uh, Gala episode too. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like you know, I I struggle just because I love the show so much. Honestly, my favorite moments kind of come up, you know, from a like just being a soccer nerd perspective, how much real stuff and real yeah. people within European and, and English soccer that they use. I love anytime he has a press conference and uh, there's, like, there's one reporter named Trent Krim mm, from, from The, the Independent. Independent. <laughs> um, and I love how they kind of make fun of, like, English tabloids and English newspapers because that's very real. Um, one of my favorite moments ever was when someone from a newspaper called The Sun... Um, this is so this is way too deep, but this, someone asked a question and they all boo him because he works for the sun <laughs> and there's like a real thing that happened with the sun being bad. Right. Yeah. And so I just thought that's so like the fact that they could work that in, they made it into something that can be enjoyed by someone who just loves the show. Yeah. Like and someone who also like is super into into soccer, like will understand kind of that niche, like mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I it's I don't know. The show's just so good. I, also, I sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying, I thought of a more specific moment. Yeah. That's one of my favorites is when um, there's a time when Ted and Rebecca go to the pub to meet with these, they're called the Milk Sisters, and they, that's who they think they're going to meet. Oh, yeah. But then it ends up being Rebecca's ex-husband, Husband. who also has this new girlfriend.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: in the scene, um, the whole like concept is that no one has faith, or not faith, but... They're going to play darts, Ted, and the name of the ex-husband is Rupert, and they're going to play darts. And there's this whole, like, monologue that Ted has. It's so good. Because he—first off, it's really funny because he acts like he's really bad because he's using his right hand, and he's like, oh, shoot, I forgot that I'm left-handed, and he just starts, like, nailing him. both
0: bullseyes, like, every time.
1: And then he has this whole speech about how good it is to be curious, and, act, like, it's just—it's a very— honestly moving moment yeah. and it hypes me up and yeah. like gets me excited and um but then obviously he wins in the end and then just the whole also they have like this one pub that they always go to and there are these three really big soccer fans like, oh of yeah, Richmond, those are always, yeah and they're just these random like guys yeah. and they they're so funny they're so funny. they're there and everyone goes crazy and it's that's one of my favorite moments too
0: yeah um I think Another one of mine. This is kind of going more into season two, but when they have when they go to the funeral for mm-hmm. Rebecca's father, and it's just Rebecca and um, yeah, she's in like the waiting room and like people come in and there's just like they're just like gossiping and stuff. I just yeah. think some of that's so funny. It
1: is funny, and the priest keeps uh, priest. I don't know if that's the the church official. Yeah, the keeps church. Keeps the official. In, the official. And the he official. keeps saying. To tell them to be quiet, they're swearing, they're yeah. drinking yeah. wine. Yeah, yeah they like- have like, <laughs> yeah, someone
0: brings like her friend brings her like champagne or something, and yeah. they just like it's not like a funeral atmosphere. No. Um, and in that episode, too, there's a part when Roy, who uh he starts out as one of the players on the team, but then he retires, he uh and his girlfriend are like going to the funeral, and he just keeps making jokes about like funerals and yeah, like at one point uh, he brings in like an apple or something yeah, and he's like
1: because she wants to be she says that if when she dies she wants to be her like planted in a tree yeah, or something that's right. and he's like i'm not going to eat the fruit of your dead
0: yeah self or self whatever or
1: whatever and then also <laughs> she says something about if a bus driver hit him <laughs> or something like what she... what would you what, do? what, what Basically trying to ask him if you died tomorrow, what kind of funeral would you like or something? And she said that, like, if a bus came and hit you and then you're dead. Like, what would I and do? And he's like, I'd hope you run after the bus. Avenge me, Keely. Yeah, and, like,
0: kill the driver. Yeah. And like take my, Which is, you know, when you watch Roy, it's very much his, yeah. like, demeanor. And, and, you know, he's he's a great character, too. Um, I actually just watched a video of the actor that plays him talking. Mm-hmm. He sounds nothing like him. <laughs> He's like he's like super soft spoken and like kind of quiet and it's just super funny wow. that he's able to play and get into that kind of a a character. Um but yeah, I guess just, you know, wrapping up a little bit. What are you I guess excited to see in the next season?
1: Um I'm okay. I want to like this season made me mad because of the Nathan Spoiler
0: again, turn it off. Nathan's don't know.
1: Nathan's the worst. He is. And he was, oh, oh, last season also was very much more of, like, emotionally oriented. It was. And,
0: um... Like, storyline Yeah.
1: And there was a lot of really good things, and they made Nathan kind of this new villain character. And I hope he, he respectfully, he can joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You yes. you learn to not become a fan of Nathan. No. Uh for for reasons. We won't go into yeah too yeah. much. Yeah, I just but... want
1: to watch him crash and burn next season. Okay. I also really want to keep seeing good things for Sam. Ab- Ob- Obis- Obisanya. Obisanya, yeah. yes. He's one of my favorite characters.
0: Yeah, I like him too. Uh him and Danny Rojas, who's <laughs> another player. Football, Football is, is life. <laughs> um there's one. There's like a time when he's going through like a like a bad spell and he's just like laying. I think he's like in his bed and he just goes football is death or yeah. something. And yeah, he's just funny. Yeah, season three. I definitely, I want to see them go on just like a storybook run. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like I, I don't know. I'm excited for everything. They I can't ended, probably pick anything. But they
1: ended season two kind of interesting too because they kind of stopped it abruptly. They almost, did. And then they kind of did like. One week later, but only focused on one, one character. Per-
0: yeah. And if there's this time, they didn't that focus passed. on
1: Ted for any of they those, didn't. like, so you we don't know anything about Ted's
0: situation coming into yeah, the next season. He,
1: he had a bit of a you, you wonder what's going to happen with like him and Nathan, because yeah. Because him and Nathan had a bit of a Yeah,
0: and Nathan it. ends up, of course, joining. Um, oh, he joins the club that also Rebecca's, um. H- ex-husband buys, so yeah. he buys a club called West Ham, which is a real club, um, yeah. in London, and so they're gonna have a rivalry because they're both London-based clubs. So I'm excited to see how they build that up too. And yeah, yeah. So there's plenty to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, go watch Ted Lasso. It's a great show. Um, can't speak enough about it. Won a bunch of Emmys, so mm-hmm. other people agree it's a yeah. good show. Um, but yeah. Um, any other any other final thoughts, Pori? Holiday. Um, thank you so much for coming on so for the show. Thank you so much for
1: having me. Super fun. Of
0: course. Um. Football is life.
1: Football is life. Football
0: is life. Um, You know, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, these three, you know, a little bit different segments. I'll definitely um, (laughs) keep everyone updated with the the WSL. Maybe we'll bring some Ted Lasso stuff back, too. Oh, also
1: go young boys.
0: And go young boys. (laughs) Um, Football is life. Hope everyone has a fun and safe rest of your week. Take care, everybody. Hey, this is Tommy Wiseau, and you listen,
1: Columbia KC.